welcome to the Seeing Deep podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. Y'all, we are talking about an important topic again here this week. We started it last week. If you missed it, go listen to last week's and catch up. But we're talking about healthy relationships this month. And we're continuing the discussion this week on an important topic, having healthy relationships with the elderly. And back with me this week is my friend and author, Isabel Tom. Isabel is the author of The Value of Wrinkles, a young perspective on how loving the old will change your life. She's also a wife, mom, daughter, and forever grandchild who is passionate about serving the older adult population. Between growing up in an intergenerational household and working in the field of aging, Isabel has over 35 years of experience with older adults. Her grandparents, who lived until 98 and 102, had a profound impact on her life. Professionally, she has over 13 years of experience working at reputable healthcare organizations in the senior living and hospice care field. She holds a master in public health from the University of Maryland, College Park, and she is married to her husband, Kevin, and they are blessed with three little ones who keep life fun. Welcome back to the show, Isabel. Hi, Denise. It's great to be back. So the scripture for this episode is taken from Proverbs 23, 22. Listen to your father who gave you life and do not despise your mother when she is old. You know, these verses, uh, when my kids are growing up, <laughs> they all say that, mom, wow, you grounded us in the word of God. But one of the key scriptures that I shared with them was honor your father and mother that it may go well with you. And while that may seem manipulative, (laughs) there was a desire for me to just really help them understand this is how God has set things up. There's authority and there's an honoring that we're to give and we're blessed when we do it. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we talked briefly in our last episode about how appearance, negative societal views, and a decline in health can impact our relationship with older adults. In this episode, I want to focus in on practical ways to help these generations to relate to one another, specifically for the younger to relate to the older generation. So time is one important element in a busy, crazy life and culture we have today. We need to spend time with them. Do you have any suggestions for this? Well, I think time can, you know, you can get very creative with this. Um, I think from like a church's standpoint, I really wish that a lot of churches provided more of a space for those intergenerational relationships. I think I mentioned in the last podcast that a lot of older adults, they don't want to be a burden. So I think we often have to bring them into the conversation and show them that we want them in that conversation. And so I think churches are a great place for that. You know, I wish I could listen to the testimony of every single older person I know. I'm part of community Bible study and it's a range of ages, everything from the young mom to, you know, an 85 year old um, woman. And so I feel like in terms of my faith, if I heard the testimony of an older person, that to me holds a lot more value. And so those are some ways I think we need to learn to gain an appreciation for the older people in our lives. And um, that will also kind of bring up some questions, like natural questions that let's say if I'm a mom and I'm talking to an older lady, like it will bring up questions that I have to ask the older person in my life. Um, I think if it's family, then just trying to stay in touch often, whether you're visiting them um, 
or you're calling them often or sending them a card. I think of the five love languages. Those are all ways that you can communicate love, but also spend time with somebody more. Mm, Great suggestions. I think that we all prefer a comfort zone of hanging out with people just like us. I think that's our tendency, but that will hinder our growth. You know, when you think about one of the biggest desires we should have is to gain wisdom and to be more like Christ. Well, it's often the older generation that holds that key for us. It can be so beneficial to spend time with different age groups as well. And there's so much to learn from one another. In your book, you share on how to include older adults in our lives. You know, I think a lot of times older adults, even if they're around, so it may be a parent or a grandparent or just an older person in your congregation, they may be around, but maybe they're not connected. And so we all know that feeling of, let's say, going to church or going to a gathering and nobody really talks to you. So you can be around people, but just not feel connected. And the goal is really to connect with an older adult, acknowledge them and show them that you care. So, you know, you may be extending an invitation to them to meet up for coffee, or maybe you're or um, inviting them to a birthday party or sports event that your child has, you know, just that invitation is, um, it just, it communicates love and it communicates that you value that person. So, you know, you could extend an invitation, you could include them in a conversation because sometimes, you know, for my grandma, she was, you mentioned earlier, she lived to 102. And so she actually lived with my older sister and her four young kids. So she was around her grandchildren and great grandchildren a lot. Well, a lot of times she couldn't hear because, you know, at that age, her hearing had um, declined and so deteriorated. And so we would have to talk louder. Oftentimes it was, it was hard. It was inconvenient for us. It's tiring and exhausting. But when you, take that time and energy to, let's say, even just speak louder, you're bringing them in a conversation because they may be there physically, but maybe they're not part of, you know, they're not part of things. So there are so many different ways that um, we can include them and stay connected. You know, just the, the, the um, gestures that we make of just connecting with them, updating them, even telling them how you're doing is, you know, one way to include them in our lives. You're, as our parents, they want to hear from us, right? I want my kids to call me one day and tell me what they're doing. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter what they're saying. So even if you're just calling your parent and saying, this is what I did today. I mean, maybe there's, you're not asking them a question or anything. That's going to bless them because they really... To be included is a huge blessing. Yes, and they love to hear, and they love to be able to give input as well. Your chapter called Old is Healthy. You know, it almost sounds like an oxymoron (laughs) to some people. You know what? And running a marathon is such a sweet story for the great example the older generation can set for us. Can you share about this? Yeah, so I mean, that chapter is all about how, you know, we have all these different trends of eating healthy foods or juicing and whatever, whatever the health trend is. But I think being around older adults is a healthy habit to have. So for me, when I was in my 20s, I was working in the fitness center at a retirement community. And one of the residents that I worked with, um, his name was Paul. And when I first met him, I found out that he was a runner and he was, let's see, he was in his eighties and he actually inspired me to run my first marathon because the more I talked to him, I realized that 
he had recently run marathons and I was in my twenties and my thought was, I can't do that. That's too hard. That's too crazy. And when I realized that he had run five marathons in his seventies and his late seventies, um, and he told me, he said, I think you can do it. That inspired me to sign up for the Marine Corps marathon, my very first marathon. And it was scary. Just signing up for 26 miles is scary. Yes. Um, but I saw him regularly because he came to work out in the fitness center and he would ask me, how many miles did you run today? And I knew that if I didn't run, I would have to, you know, it would just be so humiliating and embarrassing because I really had no reason. I was healthy, you know, and so that really inspired me. And um, the the fun thing, I don't think I mentioned it in the book, is we actually ran a race together. So he was 84 and I forgot how old I was, maybe like 24 or 25. And we ran the same race together. It was a 10K. He ran, he did run a lot slower, but I just thought it was just a sweet memory that I have because he's really the one who inspired me um, to show me that it's not your age does not have to be a barrier to, you know, the different goals that you have in life. Oh, so good. My, my granddad on my dad's side started running in his fifties. And (laughs) another thing, and it's funny, he said he could barely walk around the block at that time. Um, And so he was having heart problems, but he uh, kept running and, you know, started walking at first, led to jogging. And then he ended up being first place in his 60s and 70s, running marathons, uh, wow. first place in the United States, third place in the world. Wow. Uh, magazines. And then, you know, and I'm looking at myself saying, uh, I don't know if I got those jeans. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, he would hang upside down on his gym, get shake my hand, you know, when he was in his 70s and so strong. And, you know, again, it, that kind of debunks the theory that, oh, you get old, you have to get de- decrepit. And I don't know who it was in the Bible, which one it was that maybe it was Moses, but he had the strength just as he did in his youth, the Bible says, when he was like... I think of Moses, I mean, yeah. I think it said he had the vigor, you know, right when he was in his, I don't I don't 80s or 90s or something. So, yeah. I mean, he was 83, I believe, when he was leading the Israelites. And then yep. it, I... I want to say he was like 120 something yeah. when he passed, but so I'm humbled absolutely. by that, you know. And so we got to take care of ourselves, and so we can learn that, especially uh, when we see older people, which have a they have a lot of obstacles, more obstacles, and they're pressing on. Yes. So gratitude, uh, that's another thing that it doesn't necessarily have an age, right? Can you share the tender reminders toward gratitude from your book? So. Um, I, I am not sure if this is what you're referring to, but when I think of gratitude, I wrote about this a lot is my grandma and my grandma, even to her last days. I mean, she is the most, she is the most grateful person that I know still, because even though she couldn't speak English constantly, she would always be saying thank you. And so, you know, it's not easy to have somebody help you as you get older. You know, she needed us to walk her to the bathroom. She needed us to help her when she walked down the stairs and get into the car. But every time somebody helped her, she was just overflowing with gratitude. So if she saw somebody or somebody came to visit her, she'd say, you know, I'm so grateful because my grandson, he helped me, he helps me get water in the morning or, you know, my family is so great to me because they help me when I need this or, you know, somebody would um, give her a gift and she would say, thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And so even her great grandchildren 
the memory they have of their great grandmother is that she always said, thank you very much, Jeje, which she was using her Chinglish and then Jeje means thank you. And so when she moved into, um, she moved into a nursing home for the last month of her life. And so she was really declining. She could not say very much, but it, it just, it, it blessed me so much because I remember she was so weak and, um, you know, one of the aides would be helping her anytime one of the, um, any staff from the nursing home helped her or any of us, she would just say, thank you. Thank you. You know, or Mm. um, which means thank you. And it reminds me as people get older to when I'm around older people, it always is a reminder to me to be grateful for what I have right now. And so I think that's part of the thing. If you don't spend time with people of different ages, you don't gain an appreciation because you don't know what else is out there. So hanging out with a lot of older adults reminds me often to be thankful that I'm, I have good health, even just like walking up and down the stairs, being able to walk outside, being able to crouch down and see what my kids are doing. Um, it helps me to be grateful for my relationships, to be grateful for my husband, because even though he's not perfect, he's with me. And I have, I have talked to so many seniors who they have lost a spouse and they've been together with their spouse for 60 years and how hard it is for them. So to be grateful for, you know, that relationship I have with my husband, even if he's not perfect, that he is here with me. Yes. Um, And then those advances, you know, when I would show my grandma the iPad, she'd be like, wow, you can do that. Like you can, I would show her, you know, how I was texting somebody and it just helps you appreciate what you have. You don't feel like you need all the latest stuff or all the fancy stuff because you realize that, you know, having a pencil sharpener, my grandma used to sharpen her pencil with a blade. So having a pencil sharpener is, you know, that's high tech. It's something to be thankful for. That's so good and a good perspective there. Now, when you made me chuckle when you were saying Chinglish, <laughs> she speaks Chinglish. Yes. I had a, a roommate in college at University of Maryland who was uh, getting a degree in Chinese. She was Irish with freckles. and <laughs> <laughs> But I remember, I think, Shishu? Shishu? Yeah, that's in Mandarin. Okay, so yes. Shishu is Mandarin, and in Cantonese, it's Chedze or Dozze. Ah, uh, okay. And Waini? <laughs> Well, I mean, means I love you in yes. Mandarin. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So I remember some and not do yeah. that. <laughs> well, so do you have anything else that you'd like to share with our listeners today? Oh, there's so much, but I would say, you know, where we are at our age, we always, we often struggle with our own aging. Like we don't want to get old, mm. but if we think about it, um, if we learn to value the older people in our lives and in our society and value, um, how God has put them in our communities and lives for a really good reason. Then as we age, you know, maybe when you hit 50 or 60 or 70, we wouldn't have such a hard time. So part of the reason that, you know, to value the older generation is because it's going to help us to value ourselves as we get older. And um, that is, you know, we want to always know the truth that God values us, not based on age. He loves us um, at any age and that he can use us at any age. So I just want people to remember that, that, you know, when you say I'm getting old, it's um, remember that I'm getting old can be a good thing. (laughs) 
Amen. And you know, gratitude is so key to that. And next month, we're going to be hitting on a fresh take on gratitude that I hope you'll join us for as well. Isabel, thank you so much for being with us. It's been great to be here. Thank you, Denise. So y'all have been listening to the Seeing Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 